Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good. We are here for another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Yes, we are. As usual. Yep. Now is the new usual. We are streaming live on Facebook and Twitch. We are. Hello, everybody. I just sent out a message on my Facebook. Did you promote it at all? No. Nah, not no. at all. Okay. I'm still embarrassed of it. I... <laughs> I don't want well, anybody I know to know. You'll get better. There's no reason to be embarrassed. <laughs> listen, I appreciate so, you keep your hands to yourself. So listen, we are six feet away. It may not look like it on camera, but we're actually like right. eight feet away. Yeah. I have a really long arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I stretch. So, when we... Uh, it's the we, angles. When we go live on Facebook... It, for some reason, you have to do it like as you're playing a game. That's the only way you can go Facebook Live through Streamlabs. Right. So I had to pick a game. So I just typed in like cars, automotive, and you know, there's and, a million and car what games. Game did you? Well, I typed in sales just to see if there was like sales training. Is there do you a need to game? mute your phone? Or no. You, you want to take that? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Please continue. So the game I picked when I typed in sales, it came up with snoozing salesman. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. So if you ever see us live on your news feed. It'll be snoozing, playing it'll, snoozing it'll speak, salesman? Yeah, Ray and John are playing snoozing salesman. Oh, did you try the game? Uh, no, I, I've never even Googled the game. I bet you'd be really good. <laughs> you be good at that. I do. I think that would be you'd be a natural. Oh well, screw you too. <laughs> well, I'm saying you'd be a good gamer, man. I, I took my supplements this morning. I've already been out and ridden the bike for at least 20 minutes. Right. For 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I burned 120 calories, it says, on my app. I think you could burn 120 calories, you know, walking to the kitchen. I probably could. Lot. What? I, it took me a, 20 minutes of riding the bike. You shouldn't boast about burning 120 calories. How much did I burn yesterday riding the bike? Zero. It's progress, not All perfection, right? right? Okay. All Have right. you ever heard that? Are you no. a coach? Uh, no. Are you are you a coach? Do you go coach people? <laughs> Do you tell them, hell, I wouldn't even try. You suck. Uh, you know you. what? I'd just quit. Just you. Everybody else I encourage. Well, let me tell you. Uh, you need no encouragement, John. I'm trying to make it a daily routine. Okay. And I think I'll get up, you know, 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there, 40 minutes there. Yeah. I think I'll get up to where I'm burning, you know, two or three Well, since yesterday it was zero, and today it was 20 minutes. Yeah. So you're on a roll. Yeah, tomorrow maybe I'll do 21. Yeah, you you know. You Sometimes gotta, I might go back to 19. You, you never know. You, you, you know? got a, uh, yeah, but you, you know, you got, you're, you're on a roll of one. Yeah, I there did it go. last keep, week too. This is like the third time I've gone. Yeah, but you said daily. I want to do it daily. I know. That's that you my aspiration. I don't want to do it daily. Do it daily. There's no try. There's only do. <laughs> There's only do. Who are you, Yoda? <laughs> What are we talking about today, Ray? Today we're going to talk about uh, the changing culture of dealership. I did go to Burger King after I went and ride the bike. Sorry. Right, uh, it, it, they had two uh, sandwiches for $5. And consume, so I got four of them. You, you, you burned 120 calories and you consume like, it was like 2,800 calories. I think the sandwich by itself is like 570. All right. So, you know, we got to flip that. I didn't that. eat the bread, though. I had two uh, sausage, bacon, and egg, and cheese. No, and no carbs. Bread? No? Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's, I didn't really have that many calories, but I counted them anyway. That's positive. All right. All right. So we're talking about the changing culture in dealerships. I've 
and a subject near and dear to your heart. What has spurred this conversation is watching some and listening to uh, podcasts, webinars on this topic, and LinkedIn posts, LinkedIn posts as well. And I feel like it's uh, they almost get it, and then they go off course. It is infuriating. It you is. Like it. It's troublesome. Because you feel like a steward of the automotive industry, and you feel like they are not well, using I, their stewardessness properly. Yeah, they're they're mo- I understand what they're saying, right? I mean, it, it, there is certainly uh, a change, a pendulum swing, with you know whether it's the COVID or the Amazon effect or digital retail digital retail yeah. in general um, and there's certainly a number of things to be discussed in that realm and we've watched several things lately that have attributed this new change to COVID we even heard people say look this has been coming for two years we knew it was coming you know we just thought it was five years away not two months away and we were one of those that said that I agree. Right. There's a trend toward more transparency over the internet, getting further down the pipeline via virtual environment. Right. But um, I, I think it's going too far to say that it's going to replace retail in general or even be the 90-10. I don't think, I think at best it'll be, a, a, you know, go from a 20 80 or less well, let, well, to a, maybe a 50 50 let's let's say it this way there may be more people doing the first step say a road to the sales seven steps right there's going to be more people doing the first step well no we already uh, had 90 percent of the people doing the first step online okay do you agree with the, that yeah yeah okay so what we're going to see is them getting further along in the path yeah i still think the majority of customers over 50 percent are not going to want to complete a transaction without stepping foot in a dealership, seeing the car, driving it, smelling it. Right. That they're going to want to visit the dealership, even if it's the last step. You know, get everything ready. I agree on those figures. Let me come in and sign it and drive it before I take it off the lot. Right. I agree with that. And I think the culture change or the trick for dealerships is going to be being able to transition from any point in the sales process over from digital to dealership fluidly. Right. And one thing we've talked about a whole lot is when does that occur and what's the customer going to want to do? I think there is some truth in the idea that we can't just say as a dealership, you can do steps one through four online, but at step five, you have to come see us. Right. I think we ought to be able to do all the steps through the whole process online if that's what the customer prefers. Right. I just think you and I are saying we don't think a lot of people are going to prefer to do it that way, which and, is what some people online are touting. Right. Saying, oh, if you're not doing 100% of your deals online, you're missing business. Right. Well, no, man. People yeah. still want to come in and touch it and smell it and feel it and drive yeah. it. And I think it's our duty as professionals in the industry to encourage them to want to come to the dealership i think it's part of being a salesman right right your job begins at no yeah because we have more influence over the emotions of this deal which raises gross and gives us an overall 
better opportunity to sell a car and sell it at the highest profit, which right. is why everybody's in business. And open up options, Yeah, right? Uh, so I mean, let's, let's face it, if this was a charity and we wanted to make sure that every customer got the cheapest price on every car we have, then yeah, we'd, we'd change our business model and be a, a .org instead of a .com. Right, and I've heard somebody just yesterday saying that we need to, it's kind of a double-edged sword here, we need to provide the sales experience in the way the customer wants to be sold, right? Or the way the customer wants to buy, right? Nobody wants to be sold, but people love to buy, but they hate to be sold. So we need to let the customer be the driver. And like I said, it's a double-edged sword because at some point, I think we need to take control of the customer. Whether even if it's online or if it's belly to belly, it doesn't matter. At some point, we've got to start encouraging the customer in a path, in a direction, down a funnel that is going to be not just in our best interest, but in their best interest to achieve what they're trying to achieve. That's exactly right. And that's what I was going to say is we could have done it that way 30 years right, ago. We could right. have let the customer call us and say, all right, uh, what do you have? And we'd say, all right, let me get out my inventory list. I've got this one. No, you don't like that one. Well, I have this one. Do you right. like that one? No, I have this one. The reason we didn't do it that way is because selling 200 cars a month taught us a better way to do a car deal. Right. It was in everybody's best interest. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we're the professionals. They're the amateurs. Average person buys a car once every three years on the high side. Right. We're doing it every day of the year. Yeah. We need to be the ones to drive the... That's where I think the fallacy that you and I feel is in this new, oh, you got to do it this way. You got to do it the customer's way. people I respect way. saying, yeah. you know, well, you know what? We have to completely just leave it up to the customer and let the yeah. customer choose how they want. And I'm going, hey, who are you? Right? I mean, what happened that, to... That is called being an order taker, not right, a salesman. Right, And And then... A trained monkey can do that. And then went on to say, but you can do that and still hold gross. What? <laughs> really? That's your position. Is that you can leave the customer in complete control. And again, the, the control issue is not a, you know, old school, ram it down their throat, force yeah. them in a car, you know, let them sign before they realize yeah. what's going on. And There's a happy medium between the oh two. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think there's... there's the, the 80s car salesman with the polyester suit that just, you know, put bubble gum on the bumper to hold it on until you got off the lot. Right. Okay, we don't want to be that guy, no. but we don't want to be the, the guy that... You know, we've we've worked with these salesmen in the past where it's like, did he take a test drive? You know, as the manager, we say, okay, has he driven the car yet? Does he right. know that's the one? Well, no, he doesn't really want to drive it. He just wants to get the numbers first. Right. What? Man, you... <laughs> yeah. Let me get a salesman to come help right. you. Yeah, yeah. Get out of the way. Because you're a receptionist. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, just, he just wants all the information. Well, he doesn't even know that that's the car he wants right. yet. Right. right. So, so I, I think that we are kind of blasting these people without naming them. That if you're of that opinion or if I don't even think that half of them believe this. Right. I think they're saying it because they think that's what their audience wants to hear. Right. Or, yeah, that's kind of the they're they're feeding into the new narrative. But, you know, we're not here to preach a narrative. Right. I mean, we're here to talk about real being in a car dealership. Well, I think we talked about motivations, you know, and, and there are several examples of these people we've seen on LinkedIn and right. Facebook. And, it's no one person. Right. But in discussing all of this, we thought that their motivations were to sell their 
product. Right. Whereas we don't, we're not selling a product. Yeah, yeah. Our motivation we're is just... to talk the car business and try to help people sell more cars. Yeah. So yeah. It... <laughs> now, if that turns into money down the road, well, that's fine. But this is fun for now. And an incredible phenomena is there's been an increase in telephone traffic in dealerships. Yeah. Right. Well. I hadn't heard about this. Yeah, so okay. there's been an increase in telephone traffic in dealerships throughout this COVID. It makes sense. Well, right? yeah, people are home, home and they're yeah, yeah okay. they've you know more, more internet leads, probably more free time on their hand. No kids got ball games to go to. They're pushing forward on these to do type items, and they're call. But yeah. the ones who are calling the dealership are not the digital savvy. I want to complete a transaction online. Now, they may call and say, hey, can you send me that information because yeah. I don't feel comfortable or coming to the Or they may go online and do or, the build your own payment. And then call. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if they're at the point that they want to actually converse with somebody, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, voice to voice, I think at that point, we use phone skills in order to try to, you know, sell them on the value of coming into the dealership. If they don't want to come into the dealership, great. How can I continue to support Right. Moving you forward on consideration of this vehicle without you coming to the dealership, that sir. Works. I mean, yes. Well, I don't mind giving them that option of continuing right. on in you know a virtual environment. But again, I think people make that leap to everything's changed, right? We've got to reevaluate how we sell a car, and no, we have to reevaluate. The steps, they're the same steps, but we just need to facilitate doing more of them in the virtual environment and be prepared. Well, I think what you hit on there is key, is is asking. We, we obviously, we agree that we have more influence over the situation, over creating a deal, if we are face-to-face. We have our body language. We can mirror. We, you know, we have all this thing. We have the the excitement of the showroom with the smell of the new car and the vehicles. Right. <laughs> yeah. Form to actually touch and sit in and start and drive right. and push the buttons. So we have more influence in person, and that's what we would want the situation to be like. Absolutely. Now we're not going to turn down a deal from a guy in Alaska that right. wants us to ship it to him. Yeah. We're going to take that deal I too. Sold many of those. Yeah. Absolutely. From Wyoming to California, right. all the way from Tennessee and Florida. Right. right. I mean, yeah. It's now there was a book, and I've been sitting here while you're talking, trying to think of the name of this book, and I can't. So you weren't even listening to me. I either. was. Oh, I was okay, doing both right, things at right. the same time. But okay. I was giving you, as they say in that Facebook movie, I was giving you the required amount of attention, <laughs> and the rest of it was going to try to remember this book. You are a multitasker, yes. John. I appreciate that about but, you. But, Go. Oh, I remember now. It's called Go for No. But okay. The opening story is about this guy who's a. Um, Telling a story about when he was a salesman. He's like 50 years old now, and that's how the book is laid out. But he was remembering when he was like an 18-year-old or 20-year-old college student, and he worked part-time in a suit store, in a men's store. Well, he said he had a guy come in and just basically, you know, I I need a suit. Okay, great. What kind of suit you like? Well, he gives him a coat and a a vest and a button-down shirt and a tie and uh, the slacks and the socks and the shoes. And he's like, man, that's gonna be a huge commission. I've never sold a complete suit, you know, brand new, top of the line. And then he was talking about it with the owner after the guy left. And the owner comes up and says, hey, I heard you got a huge sale. You know, everybody's talking about it. Congratulations. And he's like, I'm so pumped up. I'm high on this adrenaline and I'm so glad the owner noticed. Right. 
And he said, then the owner asked, let me ask you one question. What did he say no to? <laughs> and the guy goes, nothing. He bought everything that I asked him to buy. He goes, okay, then why did you quit asking? Right. <laughs> if he kept saying yes, yeah. why did you quit asking? Why right. did you keep asking? Keep asking, yeah. yeah. Keep right. selling. So that's how, that's how I feel about this, asking people to come down. If they call and say, hey, can you get me a price? Certainly, I'd love to get you a price. You yeah. know? And then I'm going to lead the conversation to, better yet, why don't you come down? It'll save you some time. Right. Save us shooting five and six emails back and forth. No, 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 I'm not interested in coming down. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Right, yeah. So which one were you interested in? Sure, let me get you some information on that one. Right. 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 Hey, I'll be glad to pull that together. I should have it to you but, within but two we... hours. Are you going to be available in two hours for us to talk again? <laughs> Fantastic. Right. right. But if we're not asking people to visit the dealership, they're probably less likely to visit the dealership right. than if we ask. Right. So anyway, and, if, and if we know we do a better job in person, why are we not asking for right. that opportunity? Right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And there are points, I think, that are coming out of the new discussion of virtual environment and fulfilling our promises as dealerships that we're making that we've talked about before, which is... We need to fulfill the expectations that we set. So if we're setting an expectation of you're going to have an appointment and this is going to be a clean environment or we're only functioning on an appointment right now, well, you know, I mean, fulfill those, those promises that, that you're creating with the customer. Well, we talked about this yesterday is setting up the sales appointments like you would a service appointment. You wouldn't set up 30 service appointments for 9 a.m. in the morning. Right. And you used to be able to do that on sales, but I wouldn't do that now. Right. Well, and and if you're I not going to Right. Yeah. And if you're not going to do that because again, we know that 50% show rate and maybe because of the new environment, we'll realize a higher percentage of show rate because people are they're not committing to that unless they're really good. Yeah, they're buying into the, you know, hey, this is a new environment that we're all dealing with well, and plus they're getting further down the road so it's not let me come in and begin shopping all over again right but what no it's let me come in and pick up kind of where i left off here right yeah and then uh, one be prepared when they get there so that they really feel like they are picking up where they left off right not starting the process over which is historically we've been talked about that how like we've done four right? or five times yeah yes. i mean they go through all this whole process online then they show up at the dealership and they go okay great what are you interested in which is the way oh you got a trade oh great yeah. and we act like this is a brand new COVID thing this has been happening for years right. with a bdc right we, we have the BDC catch the internet lead. Right. We talk to them on the phone. We set an appointment. Okay, what kind of car are you looking for? Yeah. You know, what are you looking to accomplish? Oh, you have a trade-in. Let me put all that in. Yeah. Well, I've got you an, appo- I have an appointment with the sales manager. Right. Well, they show up. No and a sales, sales manager. No. A salesperson ups them and says, oh, yeah, the BDC talked to you. Cool. Yeah, uh, I was just somebody on the know, phone. Yeah, yeah. How can I help you? <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, I'm actually a salesperson here. This is what I do. What yeah. are you looking for? Yeah. So, but we we fulfill that expectation. But what a great opportunity to increase the urgency or the value of an appointment by saying, listen, in order to maintain social distancing, we only set a certain number of appointments a day. Right. Right. So you know your appointments for two fifteen tomorrow. Please let us know if you're not going to be able to make it because we try to limit the number of people through the dealership. Well, say. now all of a sudden, that just raised the value of that appointment. Well, you and I have used this one line thousands and thousands of times and coached it 
tremendously is if you're running a little early or a little late, would you please let me know? Absolutely. Well, now, is that 10 times more valid? Right. To say, I'm going to have someone, you know, 20 minutes after you. Right. So if you're going to be late or early, please let me know please. so I can arrange. Yeah, because we we are I, trying. I want to wipe down the desk. We're I trying to sure. limit the number of people in the dealership at any one yeah. point in time. That's why we're really encouraging people to come in on an appointment so that those people who might naturally go, I don't know if I want to go out in public. Oh, okay. Hey, they've limited the number of people in the dealership at one time. They're spacing they people time out. For cleanup. They yeah. want to clean up between. You know, I mean, we're we're providing that safe environment. We're doing the extra work, the extra cost associated with wiping everything down and sanitizing and and all those yeah, things and, that go and into foregoing, it. Foregoing some traffic right. and some car deals by saying, no, please don't just show up. Right. Or with the people who do show up, we say, hey, you know what? Let me get you to wait outside as we, you yeah. know, get somebody to come out and, and greet you and walk you through this process. So, yeah, yeah somebody just, just left my desk. Let me wipe it down real quick. Right. But to say that now we just give up all control and we just leave <laughs> it in the hands of the customer. Just, and we, it's either just, look, there was a, somebody told me one time when I was my first manager job when I was about 24 years old. They said people no. will steal from you or screw up or lie to you or do these things wrong. They're for two reasons. They're either incompetent of doing the thing correctly. Right. Or they're malicious. Yeah. And doing it on purpose the wrong way. I go back to that with people coaching, you know, this, oh, let the customer decide. Let the customer control. You're just there to serve. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want my customers to have an A1 experience. Absolutely. I want them coming back and telling their friends and family, you know, that I'm the best guy in the world at selling them a car or helping them buy a car. Right. But to say for every customer, you know, in every different way they want to do it, sure, you know, what information do you want? Here's my inventory list. Here's all the invoices. Which one? Pick out the one you right. want. Create your own deal. Here, matter of fact, here's the here's my key locker code. You just get the one you want and go drive them, and you let me know. I'll be sitting over here when you're done. Right, and I would suggest people they don't want that is a very uh, dis satisfying disheartening position to be in almost overwhelming to be for a, the customer to be that in does complete this once every three years yeah, yeah. it's you know, like going I mean, to your doctor and the doctor saying well what would you like me to prescribe you yeah or yeah or you know i mean what what do you what think, do you think's wrong yeah what do you think's wrong well god okay, you, would go you like that. me to check that okay i'll check that yeah you know this is how it looks to me does that sound right yeah no i mean we, did you go to a mechanic and say uh my transmission's slipping a little bit. I think you need to replace the rear seal. Well, and the people who do that, yeah. usually it doesn't work out so well for them. Because <laughs> right? they, they get the car, they pick it up, they've spent the $500, which they think they're saving thousands. Right. Because they know what's right. Because they know what's right. Then I, they bought, drive I bought the part. Here's the part. I just need you to put it on. They put it on, and they go, well, God, I'm still having the same problem. It's doing hey. the same thing. Right. Well, we, we we repaired what you told us to repair with the part that you gave us. Right. Sorry. Well, God, what else might it be? Okay, well, it's probably this. Go re- yeah, yeah, these, I mean, are, these are examples of how you and I believe that a customer would prefer to have someone kind of take them by the hand and walk them through the process. Guidance. Someone they trust, right. a professional. Right. So we, we don't expend that trust capital, right? Because we are building capital with that customer. Mm-hmm. So we don't expend that trust capital by just completely giving the customer 
you know what they are looking for because right. Let me be your butler. Yeah, let you me tell me where to let go. Let me and what guide to do. you. No, that doesn't and work. And be your your professional. I know this is what feels like you I'm need to expert. be doing. But hey, you know what? That's my job is to be that that uh, expert expert or that consultant. I mean, yeah. everybody talks about, you know, as selling sales. as a consultant. Yeah. Well, let me be your automotive consultant and guide yeah. you. Here's, you know, the feel felt found. Hey, I certainly understand how you feel. Other people felt the same way. Here's what they found. Let me is be the your best car way guy. to do it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's go to, uh, I had one note here that I made. When you were talking about phone-ups and the increase in phone-ups, I, I just assume, maybe you know some data, but I assume internet leads are up as well. I would imagine. I just, I was one little post that I saw about increased in phone traffic. Well, what I'm thinking in my mind, just logically, if people are staying home, we right. have more internet traffic, more phone ups. Right. We just logically, I think we have to have less floor traffic. Right. Wouldn't that stand to reason? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, just the fact so, that, you know, not every city in the country is, is open. So to tout that we're getting. To make it sound like we're getting more leads right. than we were last year yeah. is a fallacy. We're probably getting less total leads yeah. because we, instead of having 200 people in the showroom a month, we have 10 right. or 20, right. right? And then we went from having 50 phone-ups to 60. Right. Well, it doesn't make up the difference. No. So, yeah. yeah it, the increase in the other two areas probably is not a net increase of the total leads or total opportunities right. that the dealership is seeing. Right. Well, you and I do agree with kind of this common culture thing we're seeing is that we do want to serve the customer in a remote capacity better than the car business has done in the past. Yeah. You know, you and I have both worked with those old school sales managers that say, oh, get them in here. You know, are they here? I can't appraise it over the phone, you know. What do you want me to do with this? Get them in here. (laughs) Oh, you want me to give them numbers? I remember as a rookie salesman, you go up to the tower. Hey, I got this guy, man. He says he's ready to buy. You know, got to have a truck because he's got a new boat. Okay, where is he? Uh, I don't know. He's from from Athens, Tennessee. Oh, oh, well, let me know when he gets here. (laughs) Uh, Well, what am I supposed to do with this, boss? I don't know. You're supposed to get him here. Yeah, tell him to come in. Get me involved when he's here. (laughs) All right. What am I supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to go find a customer. Because what you, you got is a mind deal. Yeah, you got a mind deal working. Well, let's just admit or agree that things have changed. Yeah, well, but, and, and for the better, I think. The, yeah, I think it serves the customer better. It gives us a better opportunity in the car business right. to close more deals. We were foregoing a percentage of the customers before that we should have never been foregoing, right? We should have never allowed those customers just to, you know, completely remain off of our radar as a real customer because there was a percentage that still were actively real customers who were interested in purchasing a car. They just weren't following our prescription. Well, I think there's one constant through all of this is uh, I used to tell dealers I consulted with, if you'll just do half of these things that I'm asking you to do, you'll be miles better than your competition because the bar is so low. Oh, yeah. Now, that hasn't changed. No. The bar is still going to be very low. Absolutely. And if you'll just engage the customer online or over the phone, right? then I think you'll be miles ahead of the competition. Now, one principle that, that we reiterate over and over again, 
on this topic is the transition from virtual or digital or remote into showroom. Right. So no matter where we are in the process, and I say go down that road, I want them in the dealership as soon as possible sure. in the road to the sale. Yep. But I will go down the road, you know, and keep asking, you know, you want figures. Okay, here are the figures. You know, you want to see about financing. Okay, let's see about financing. You know, but eventually I'm going to keep saying it would be easier to do this here. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Let me invite you into the dealership to do this. No, nope, not interested at this point. Great. Let's keep working. <laughs> right. right. Let's move to the next step and have that defined process for once they come into the dealership to make sure again that, like we We're said not earlier, starting from square one. Yeah, you're not starting from from zero. You which, know, which what I think manager one. involvement is key throughout the process and in everything we do in the dealership. Right. I mean, managers trigger oh. deals. Well, I heard some buzz. I think we have uh, some viewers there. Yeah. They're just uh, watching, though. That's they're, all right. They're voyeurs. Uh, hey, you got any L questions? Lurkers. All right. Well, yeah, if if, uh, if this topic annoys you, if you think we are totally wrong, right. comment. If Please. you think we're totally right, or give us, us an, an endorsement. email. Yeah. Info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. Info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. All right, Ray, let's we'll wrap it up. get that. All right, John. Another episode in the books. It is. Well, tell them the name of the podcast, Ray. It is Saturday Morning Sales Meeting with John and Ray. And we appreciate you joining us. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, you can go to SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com where you can listen to additional episodes, read articles, and learn more about John and Ray. We also cover topics such as automotive sales and service, best practices, training, and techniques that you can put in place today to sell more vehicles and write more ROs. Or gain more dollars per RO. To register for a total dealership assessment, you can visit the website for more information or simply send an email to info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. What's that email address again? It's info ray at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. It's info ray at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. No, Ray, it's just info at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. So just info at Saturday morning sales meeting.com. You've got it. Great.